Welcome to Mothers of Held Angels, or as we say, MOHA. We are three dedicated and passionate moms who have lost babies to stillbirth and infant death. We formed a support group to help get through the dark days of grief. We touch on a variety of topics relating to life after loss, speak with experts, and enjoy healing conversations based on our own experiences. Don't forget to visit our website at www.mohanetwork.org for more information. And thank you for listening in. As the book of Matthew says, you are not alone here. Welcome back, Moha listeners. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. This is podcast number nine. Woohoo! We're yeah. almost to our the end of our season, our and, fir- very first season, and we're doing a subject that's a little more, I guess, lighthearted or not as yeah, just heavy. Something just, to help, just happy, like how to happy. make us happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> how to make yourself happy? Step one: my go own. to fridge. Step two: drink <laughs> wine. Exactly. I was gonna say, my husband just carries snacks because he knows when I start to get upset, he's like, feed her. <laughs> That's like what we do with our kids too. Yeah. Make sure you've got the snack bag. Do you, got, do you have the snack bag? Like, uh, I can't remember where we were going. It was before we had kids, and it was like I was really heated in the front seat of the car, and he like just handed me like this snack, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I knew this was coming." So you're like the like, the typical Snickers commercial. Oh, when that came out, I was like, "Who me. has been stalking me and made this commercial after me?" I love that. And your, um, so I guess what we should tell our listeners is that this podcast, we wanted to put out um, directly right after our holiday podcast, because we're touching on self care. So what that has meant to us, Mm -hmm. hopefully, what will translate into how you can incorporate that into your life. And so uh, in the past, Hall and I have talked that we're both binge eaters and Mm -hmm love candy comfort food comfort food so <laughs> obviously holland th- that's something that's been kind of self-care for you and yep. it's going to be different for everyone it is yeah. yeah for sure well and i think you know it's not just one thing it's like food and sometimes it's wine or alcohol um and not in a, not in a unhealthy way although you know i guess it's in the eye of the beholder someone who doesn't drink alcohol could be like well yeah that's not doing a good job (laughs) but you know but basically come like comfort food yeah i mean that that has the umbrella for all of well and i also this is really off topic maybe i don't know but I like like salty and sweet. So it's mm. like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. caramel popcorn or uh, oh. speaking of holidays. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of holidays. We were talking right. about something and I was like, maybe we should get one of those popcorn buckets <laughs> to deliver. Because <laughs> oh, that's, such a good idea. Uh, that's uh, what you would want. Uh, yeah, do you? Yeah. Colin, do you like to, but is it, do you like to be by yourself when you're? Eating, oh, or eating. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe can or I'll go it? to the website and see that I don't weigh six hundred pounds. I don't know that it matters. Is it helpful if I'm in front of people or not in front of people? I don't like judge myself when I'm eating. I'm just like this tastes really good. Oh, so or, th- see that's like, where we're different. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I feel bad after my binge eating yeah. with being by myself. Oh, okay. so like when I've had a rough day, I'll stop by Chick-fil-A and make sure to eat it before I get home. Oh, well, yeah. 
I mean, that that's understandable. So I think I not did that. super healthy. I do know people but in my life. And that is, yeah. I think I did that today, Brittany. <laughs> did I, you? I know I did that today. Did you stop and get ice, though? For the listeners that don't know, <laughs> yes. Hannah loves ice. You did it. Yes, I will. I, they have really good ice, That's though. why I stopped was for the ice. And oh. we can get into my comfort food <laughs> yeah. in just a minute. But, I mean, you stop at yeah. Chick-fil-A, you're going to pick up some food. Yeah. But, so, but, but does that make you feel like you are comforting yourself by yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you taking care of yourself by eating by yourself? Or do Is you it, just, like, yeah. want to be in your own bubble doing yeah. your own thing? Well, I think, you know... I have developed an unhealthy relationship with food over the years and it's become a coping mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was a unhealthy trigger. And so I'm currently on this six week, um, kind of eat healthy, drop a little bit of weight and it's really helped me reprocess why I've eaten like I have in the past, why I turn to food, Mm -hmm. what my triggers are, Mm -hmm. how to work through that in a different way. Yeah. And I'll never forget on our holiday podcast, which is for our listeners, please go listen. I think it was, it was so good. Um, it hit home so much. Like I can, I can revisit us when we were talking last that, you know, you would drink a glass of wine or have a nap and you were dulling those sensations. Yeah, exactly. Whereas right now it is just in my face because mm-hmm. I have nothing to dull because normally I dull with food. Yeah. Yes. And so my typical day it. at work when it's crappy, I want to get in the car and go to Chick-fil-A or want to eat a cookie on the way home and I can't do that. And so I'm, I'm having to like relearn healthy coping habits that in my late 30s I haven't done yet yeah well none of us really yeah I mean we've all developed self-care habits well healthy or unhealthy you know I mean the bottom line is when you're going through something like losing a child you your self-care is your self-care and when you are in a state of because this isn't just like a typical this isn't just a typical year like Mm -hmm. obviously but your self-care is meant to take care of yourself and your heart basically. Mm-hmm. So when you're mm-hmm. sitting there trying to figure out how to calm down, sometimes reaching for a cookie, like, you know, Not that's, bad, yeah. you know, it's, it's to, it's to give your heart a hug in that well, moment. I think oh. that the you know? concept too is it's like, yes, that will make you feel better, but can you, remember to eat one instead of like the right. whole the whole box right oh, which is i would is eat the problem. whole box yeah well and we were saying we were talking before we started recording that grief isn't linear so mm-hmm. that's where like us comforting ourselves there's going to be times when we're really 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 sad and yep. so we are, might be more likely like that threshold of over overindulgence is lowered. So we're more likely to overindulge. And I'm the same way. Like I can devour a whole sleeve of Oreos, like hundred percent easy yeah. peasy. And I won't think twice about it. I don't know if mine is more 
depression or anxiety or a combination of both because I find that I am not shy to eat in social situations and I think it's because I don't know what to do with my hands and I'm like (laughs) awkward and I don't want to have to talk so I will be the person over like at the food area eating (laughs) chips and dip or whatever so I don't have to interact with people because Uh my mouth is full or you know like so but I can also when I'm like sad and don't you know I don't know, maybe mine's out of boredom or not boredom, but just like, Oh, when for I, sure. When yeah. I'm like, boredom. when I, stuff's going I don't on, have something. Going yeah. Cause yeah. when I'm busy with the kids and doing stuff during the day, like I think. forget to eat. Yep. Me too. And I don't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever forgotten <laughs> to eat. I forget <laughs> to eat lunch four out of five times a day for four to five days of the week. Jeff will come home and I'll be like, darn it like i'm i'm angry yeah. right because you're hungry Cause you're, hungry. you're hangry. And i'm hangry mm-hmm. and jeff's like did you remember to eat lunch and i'm just like and then i don't want to admit it to him yeah. because he's <laughs> called me out on it oh. so many times and i'm like i snacked yeah. like i don't know what else to tell you I'm and that's why y'all are thinner than i am that is not no <laughs> no because no. there are many other ways to indulge in different oh, things i think the know. only time i have ever forgotten to eat was right after we lost her yeah. and I had this outpouring of love and support, especially through our meal train. We had a meal for six weeks straight every single day mm-hmm. and it was wonderful, but they were these big unhealthy meals mm-hmm. and that would generally be my first meal of the day mm-hmm. was, Oh, someone is physically bringing you oh, food to yeah, your home, sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because grief is exhausting. You mm-hmm. don't have the energy to do anything, let alone let fix alone a meal for uh-huh. yourself or anyone in your family. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sure. So thinking but, of like, you're just, you had the worst day and you are coming home and Justin Holland's husband like, does he know to just have dinner ready or would he cook dinner for you? Like, is that going to be something that you need from him so oh, that you feel like he, h- happier? Yeah. I mean, I think more he provides food to me, so I'm not hangry and like biting yeah. people's heads off. But yeah. he is definitely the one who cooks in our family. Like yeah. I've recently, you know, with the kids and stuff plan and with the price of groceries plan out meals right. mm-hmm. and figure out what we're doing for the family if it's something on the grill outside he's doing it if yeah. it's something inside I'll do it he um our styles of food that we grew up eating are very different yes. so yeah. when I fix something he will eat it or try it out of well, my wife took the time to cook it, but it's not something that he would have cooked or usually likes. And that's okay. Um, I have accepted that. Um, (laughs) His family really cooks. Mine's like, what is that woman that's semi-homemade? You know, like you buy some ingredients fresh and some are pre-packaged and you just kind of mix them together. What's her name? I don't know, but that is me. Yeah. (laughs) So a lot of casseroles, crock pots, um, like taking cooked meat and putting it in you know stew or something like that his is like we're gonna have a meat we're gonna have a vegetable and we're gonna have a starch you know like it's all separated cooked um, well cooked like yeah yeah. like with love yeah that's exactly jeff 
Yeah. Like he, he cooks. He, I always say like, I will get our family to the, you know, day in, day out. We're going to be, I'll cook so our family can survive. Yeah. But like so Jeff, we're fed. Yes. but Jeff will make the best, the best dinners. Like yeah. if we're going to do a good dinner, Jeff's going to be the yep, one cooking. That's Justin. So. But, and that kind of goes into self care because like, I'm not a baker or a cook, but I, if someone out there is going through grief, like there are people who are like, I work through grief by baking Mm -hmm. or fixing food and like putting a lot of love into it because it is, it's very, you have to pour a lot of energy into it. I think people who can naturally like bake and cook are just like, I'm in awe of it because to me, I'm very scientific. I need an exact Mm -hmm. measurement amount. And that, that is why Justin is not a great baker because with baking, you have to have exact amounts or you're not like, it's it's a chemistry thing, right? Right. But he likes to like mix flavors and try different flavors in substitution of other flavors. And it always works out well for him. But that's the one thing he said about baking. He's like, when you bake, you follow the recipe and it turns out good He's like, when I bake, it's a because <laughs> I don't want to follow to the T. Yeah. yeah. Are you a baker or is it no. comforting to be in the kitchen for you? No. Okay. N- nothing about, and I don't know, I don't know why. I think my because my husband has always been the, like, he's always been eager to do it. So I don't find like comfort. In fact, it, unless I'm completely alone. And no one's watching me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of my, which we'll talk, we'll, we'll touch on triggers in a different episode, but one of my triggers is like people staring at me. And if I'm doing something uncomfortable or like something I'm not confident in, I I hate when people stare at me. So if I'm in the kitchen and I'm just like trying to follow a recipe or whatever, and I feel like someone's watching, I'm like stressed to the T. So cooking for me is not like, I'm going to go and be in my happy bubble in the kitchen unless I'm by myself and I have like, and I'm motivated to do it. Like I have a creative side on, you have a very creative side that I, that I will like enjoy it, but only when I'm by myself and only if I don't feel like it's going to be criticized (laughs) by like people coming over, you know, or judged, I guess. But so I guess what we're saying is, for some people, being, for some people, for some is. women, yeah. it mm-hmm. will be comforting to get in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Is it for you, Brittany? Do you? I enjoy? don't cook at all. <laughs> well, we so are clearly three. <laughs> so if anybody <laughs> three out of there a listening pair. to this wants to bake us something, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Send it on over. Our, our sweet husbands. Taste it for you. <laughs> yeah, we obviously have three stellar husbands. Yeah. Really I'm do. trying yeah. to think. Like for self care, I've I know that music has is mine like okay. listening to music going to concerts that's kind of Justin and I like when we were back way back when when we first met a lot of our dates were to see live music we lived in Austin oh, at the oh, time yeah but my whole life I have found comfort in music I started playing the piano really young okay. uh, my mom said that she used to laugh and like really enjoy me watching that show name that tune because oh. I could hear a few notes and and know what song it was oh, interesting um, and just I make a good pair because he doesn't necessarily know the name of a song but he knows who sang it and Whoa. what genre they are and where they came from like he knows the backstory so we're kind of like we really that's like cute compatico simpatico whatever that's cute <laughs> so um so music has been mine and I did find a lot of comfort not necessarily playing I will play the piano I'm the same though like I don't like people watching I did not ever like doing mm-hmm. recitals I will sit down when nobody is home and play my piano mm-hmm. and 
and you'll never know that I played it. Like it's more of just like a lose yourself kind mm-hmm. of moment. Mm-hmm. So do you, like when you were going through or when you are going through a grief moment and you need to turn to music, like what is your go-to? Like what so mu- what genre it's really funny that we're doing this right after the holiday podcast because Christmas time and the holidays seems to be when I play the most. Oh, and wow. so it's usually Christmas music or Aww. we actually ended up with a few old hymnals um, oh, cool. from our old church that I grew up with. So sometimes just playing some of the hymns and Aww, stuff like that nice. is comforting. Like Isn't, instrumental type yeah. of music like that. Like the piano, me listening to the piano, instrumental, instrumental music. Instrumental music to me, I love. Yeah. It's so comforting. It I would is. any instrumental music in a movie. Chris is like, I know you love this song, don't you? <laughs> I feel it's more calming. emotion when there's not words no and words. there's more instruments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. I think this just goes back to we're three women that share this common bond, but we're so different in so many ways mm-hmm. that holiday music is comforting to you. But in the operating room today, we had on Christmas music and the first case, I let it go. And then once we brought the patient to the recovery room and came back and set up for the next case, I told the circulator who normally is in charge of the music. Um, I said, we need to change yeah. the station. <laughs> it just well, too, much, it was too much too joy much. or too much like it was too much in my face. Yeah. And it is. And the piano music that I'm playing is like old tradition. I'm yeah. very traditional, yeah. like in anything I do, my yeah. thoughts, my political views. Oh, I'm a very traditional <laughs> person. Yeah. People don't like that about me. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. very, I, I, I am open minded and I do like to see both sides of things. But when it comes to stuff, I'm very like, you know, pearls over flashy or stuff like that. Just oh, very yeah. traditional. So the Christmas music that I'm playing on the piano is more like, you know, just like soothing. yeah i could only hear here come santa claus no i could only hear that banging for out two hours and i was the done. jackson five singing no. <laughs> i saw mommy kissing santa claus <laughs> yeah. and again maybe this and you know ask me again in two years that well, my joy my, comes is back and i, I can appreciate yeah. the holiday music know. but it's not soothing to me right, right now. but i don't think you, that ever changes i think no, when yeah. you have something that is soothing to you or is quote unquote self-care for yourself Mm -hmm. I don't think that that really ever changes like my music is it's just instrumental it does sometimes it's instrumental worship music sometimes it's just instrumental in instrumental country music Mm. so like I think that whatever soothes you will always soothe you and I don't I you know I think you'll turn but are you talking about stuff that you don't want to hear or like it doesn't soothe you now. Are you wondering if it eventually will be okay to like, yeah, incorporate that into self care? Oh yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there will come a time when Christmas music. It, this is not the year to really worry about that. It yeah, isn't. yeah. Like, yeah. Not for it's but, just yeah. interesting how it can be soothing for some, oh, and then for it's sure. a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Next up, I was going <laughs> to topic on our podcast. <laughs> well, I was going to say like massages. Like oh. a lot of people love getting massages. I don't like people touching me. And that's been since Carter died. Like I have always been very like huggy. Like I used to love hugging people and not super touchy feely, but just like personal space wasn't a thing for me until Carter died. And now it's like very awkward. Like when people, I will hug like people that I know and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but um, touch between people that I don't feel close to on a certain level. I'm like me. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And so massages. Mm-mm. 
And poor Justin, oh, and he Seattle. wants to comfort me so bad with massage. He's gotten me massages in the past, and I'm like, please don't. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I would, I would uh, definitely take a massage for some yeah. self-care. I mean, I enjoy just, but again, it has the soft music. The, mm. the lights the are lights dim. Are like, there are things that, like calm my whole body whenever mm-hmm. I'm in that type of a scenario one of them too is baths so and oh, yeah okay. I think a bath like I think a bath is more realistic yes. than a massage yeah. because massages are just price wise definitely yeah. more realistic. but like a lot of times Jeff will see me either when I'm breaking down he's from my timeout and Holland has talked about her timeouts. Oh yeah. Definitely want to hit that. For my timeout, it's go take a bath. Mm-hmm. He, it used to be like go for a run, but now it's just go take a bath mm-hmm. and he'll give me either a little, yeah. a, he'll a little glass of wine or a cup of ice. Now that that's out there. <laughs> um, but then I always have to have the calming music and, and I know this is not going to be a popular choice, but my phone with Pinterest, uh-huh. I went through right after Lillian died. I went through lots of, moments on Pinterest with DIY mm, um, okay. projects ideas. yeah mm-hmm. ideas and for some reason because it Pinterest is social media and some of the listeners might come to learn like I am I had to social media was a trigger long long before I even lost Lillian like I couldn't I was off social media for a very long time so Pinterest is still a type of social media but what it gave me was an out of a creative a creative out mm-hmm. where my mind could just like it can just escape into a world of what ifs in my house or in my backyard or in someone else's house or, in, you know, yeah. so like when I'm in that bubble of a bath, a little glass of wine, soft music and, and, and DIY projects, yeah. like it just, it, cre- it's almost like it also makes my mind work. Yeah. If, I was about to say, would we that say that self care like has an underlining theme of allowing your brain to think somewhere else and and not concentrate on the grief grief. so your brain is working concentrating focused on something that's not sure and I was gonna say that when you were talking about social media I was like I actually put it down and I do this a lot probably way more than I should but watching uh, trashy television, oh, so like Real yeah. Housewives yeah. kind of stuff. When I tell you, uh, Bravo and is Justin the only channel does, that does it for well, me. And Justin, do- <laughs> Justin doesn't get it. And he's like, how um, can you watch? Shame for Chris. S- What's the one with about Sir? What is it? Um, oh, Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I have he's not like, seen how that. can you watch uh-uh. this? It's so, a- it's like agony <laughs> Because it's mindless. And that's exactly what yeah. it is. I don't have to, like, it is an imaginative, like, escape. I don't even have to think about it it can be playing in the background because it's like I don't have to think about anything when it's yeah. on like mm-hmm. 100% that is out. why that is why I watch yep. it 100%. I don't like it could it's be not muted. even like that I like it I know how ridiculous oh it is. Right. Yeah. I know that it's not reality television yeah. like it's not real but yeah it's like it's fascinating to watch someone like complain about their Gucci They're, handbag yeah, doesn't like, match their outfit. It yeah. doesn't feel real. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> I, that reminds me of when I, I used to have to go to sleep. I, I don't watch. I haven't, I haven't watched Bravo. I, I don't know why I sh- I'm going to give that a try, but <laughs> when, <laughs> it's great. when I was in the darkest and darkest of times trying to go to sleep at night. And I think most listeners will mm-hmm. probably be able to recognize like going to sleep at night might be the hardest thing you'll do for the 
first six, maybe a year. Like it's just, it's so hard. Right. So for me, I had to turn on the nature channel or like an animal planet and I would put it on mute and I would put captions on and I would have to, so I was watching and it's not that it's the same as the like trashy TV where it's brainless, but it kind of, what it did for me was take me out of our world Mm -hmm. and it almost made me see the bigger world, you know, it made me feel, it almost made me feel like my problems were small and they weren't, but like, there is just There's such a the lot world going on around so us. vast and yeah. it is still moving. And so having to read the captions would m- make me tired. It'd be like reading before mm-hmm. bed, but like yes. a visual reading yeah. with yeah. them. And so I watched all the animal planets. I watched all this, <laughs> the, great. the universe, like the universe planet shows or, uh-huh, okay. just like, I think it's called the universe. And so oh. it was all about the solar systems, oh. black holes, like oh, yeah. things so, that would make me feel small, for some reason made me feel like there's so much part of a bigger picture there, or there's just so much more right now yeah. or there, and, and I'm not trying to minimize anything, no, any pain, no, but it just, it. it would make, it would calm me down in a way that would make me feel like, okay, Anna, like this is, this is your life, like your life. And there's so much more going on around you <gasps> mm-hmm. that you can like, esca- you know, just escape from this it. moment, yeah. I guess. But the, the best part is like, I would be talking with my son and now I homeschool and I'm like, I know a ton of <laughs> you about to get like school fifth grade science that, is my jam. I know because I would watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it, and now I know about like the polar ice caps and how <laughs> polar bears fish the best and like oh, little okay. things that it's just it's really funny that now all of a sudden I have this like oh yeah I remember that from my <laughs> stint of watching Animal Planet five times in a row. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that oh, was it's like brainless TV. Uh-huh. Whatever it is, yep. can sometimes be a good sleep self-care or self-care. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you were saying about the reading to help make you sleepy, mm-hmm. my therapist, actually, I was having some, I, my anxiety gives me terrible problems with falling asleep. Like, right. well, just like the act of going to bed. Cause I will do a thousand things. It's like a fight going to bed. I'm okay. Kid. <laughs> um, but she was like, if you get into bed and you're not falling asleep or you wake up and you can't fall back asleep, she was like, do not pick up your phone. Right. She was yes. like, so that's stimulating. Get mm-hmm. the most boring book mm-hmm. you can find. Get out of your bed because your bed's only for sleeping and go read oh. it until you are like literally falling asleep reading this boring book mm-hmm. and then get back in bed. Did you and ever implement that? So I did it once, but I'm also like, I can find interest. In, like I, <laughs> you're like, Ooh, this interested is great. In the dictionary is just <laughs> like, here's Justin's old textbook. Oh, maybe I want to be a CRNA now. No. <laughs> like, but no, and it did. No, it really did work. And it was mostly the act of not picking up my phone. Cause that is like, just like Pinterest, uh-huh. I can go down like rabbit holes on Instagram, like start looking at hashtags. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm very right now into true crime, like listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So then I want to know about every missing person on the planet and where no. they might be. And, you that's, know, like that's a <laughs> like, trigger. That's an anxiety. <laughs> and it just goes. Well, and to me, that's like it's weird. It kind of takes two things. It's one like outside of my reality. And then it's uh, also, I'm an empath and I want to help. So it's mm, like, how can I help both interesting. in this? Yeah. Colin, that's it's so, so interesting. Weird. But 
self-care for some people is reading. Yeah. And it used to be mine. I love to read. Man, there's nothing better than like sitting on a beach, sun in your face, reading some cute little novel. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't think I've picked up one book since she passed away mm. and you gave me I did yeah a ton of this pamphlet or this mm-hmm. book and I have not been able to open one yeah I, it's something seems daunting you know whereas like mm-hmm. um sounds mm-hmm. are triggering to y'all I don't know what it is about words yeah. right now I like have no clue words. it sounds ridiculous I don't no, think I, get it. I mean I wasn't a reader like a, I'll read and I like to read but I have to find a subject or something that I really like. Yeah. I'm not, my sister can read all sorts of things. All like if someone recommends a book to her, she will go and get it from the library and mm-hmm. read it and do a review for everyone. But me, I'm like, it doesn't sound like something I would like, yeah. or it doesn't, but I wasn't a reader. And the same thing happened to me after Carter, everyone sent me all these books and pamphlets and little mm-hmm. things here and there. And I could not, I don't know what it was about Face, it felt like homework almost, oh. right? Like oh, okay. facing, like here's how you should feel, or this is how you're gonna feel, and here's what you should do about it. And I was yeah. like, mm. too many fixings. Well, fixings, yes. Like, and yeah. it's interesting, you know. I'm, I'm literally like, we're gonna um, uh, trademark it or whatever you want to call it. The t- the term grief brain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think my brain was present enough to like read a Even simple no, process no. at all. And yeah, yeah. And so and would it have been enjoyable? And no. I was just telling Anna, I was like, I'm glad that you recall your first holidays after losing Lillian because I I'm in my brain trying to figure out what our Christmas tree looked like. Mm-hmm. Like I only remember one thing and that's what Carter's ornament which ornaments we got the first Christmas and it wasn't that long after we lost him. I mean, we lost yeah. him in August oh yeah that's very and soon I just don't remember yeah. and I, I it wasn't like I was drunk or on yeah. drugs like there's not a reason I don't remember <laughs> it's like great, my that, your yeah. memory brain. of that mm-hmm. that yeah. time is gone well I, I honestly with books too I, I think there's so many different types of books that could that that can bring soothing I was not a reader and I did I did find soothing um like I I found peace reading other people's stories and maybe it's that Mm -hmm. same feeling of like I'm I'm not you know I'm I'm not alone I Mm -hmm. I like more like this I'm part of a bigger bigger thing Mm -hmm. um but I never I was I was never really a reader like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't pick up a lot of books but I also am more into reading like documentaries, mm-hmm. like how I watch TV, like things that are going to, I don't know, provide knowledge, useful provide knowledge, knowledge, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know that that helped. So some books did help, but I will say you, you receive these books that are just like, I think the one book I've, I got was <laughs> still bo- still born. And, oh. and, I, and it's a good book. I ended up reading yeah. it. But when I got it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? I don't want to. It was such a slap to my eyes. It was you a know? lot. A slap to your eyes. So, like, I just put it to the side. I had a big, big stack of books, which is probably why I had books to share with you, Brittany. But I did end up getting through them slowly but surely. And some of them were, I would say a lot of them really did give me some peace. But that was, that is just rare that that 
that mm-hmm. reading brought me peace. Mm-hmm. I think, you that, know, I think just, what we need to let weird. the listeners know is that what you think may have brought you peace prior right. to your loss oh, may be totally different, different and that's okay. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Find what works for you and mm-hmm. keep moving on. If you try something and you think it should be working because you used to be a reader and you're trying mm-hmm. to read again, mm-hmm. and if it's not working, move on, find something mm-hmm. else. There is something out there for, uh, you know, there's, yeah. you'll find something. And yeah. I tend to be kind of a lazy self care person. Like I can take a nap. I can oh, right. mm-hmm. sit okay. and just like still considered self care. Scroll mm-hmm. through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like just really listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have to like yep. I just recently have started exercising. It is very beneficial. I should have been doing it a lot sooner, but yeah. I didn't for a yeah. long time and I still had other ways to do self care. So on the topic of exercise, exercise yeah. I think I was telling the girls earlier that I had um, yesterday was an interesting day and it trickled the emotions of it trickled into today. And then I worked with someone who was pregnant and then the holiday music. And I, I texted my great friend at work. I'm like, I'm just in a foul mood and I'm bitter Betty today. <laughs> and I knew Moha was meeting today and I knew I needed to shift my brain. Mm-hmm. And so it was imperative for me to not only come home and nap, but then to also work out. Mm-hmm. And I was feel, I feel so different mm-hmm. in the late afternoon, evening, because I accomplished two of the things that I really needed to do for myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that release of endorphins is just so beneficial to mm-hmm. your sadness mm-hmm. that to me, it almost feels like a drug. Yeah. And can I say as well that um, with this special challenge, I'm doing diet, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to cut out some things and, Water, of course, is just the utmost of importance mm-hmm. right now. And so my, instead of like going towards chocolate or um, baked goods, whatever it is, my little treat has been Diet Coke oh, yeah. or like an energy drink. And so I was telling Chris the other day, I'm like, you know, it's so interesting that when I drink caffeine now, it's like euphoric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I like feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel happier. And he's like, well, of course, it's an upper. Yeah. Yeah. But I had I've never felt that way prior to losing her. So I don't know if it's just the release of some dopamine in my brain. Um, Interesting. Combined with the fact of like, I am chronically exhausted I think (laughs) mentally and in my soul and so that little pep kind of makes me feel better yeah especially I have noticed like when I'm feeling a little bit more sad Mm -hmm. those are the afternoons that I'll come home and make sure to have a diet coke or like an energy drink Mm -hmm. to get that little bit of boost and so not only did I nap I had my energy drink and I worked out and so I'm a different person this afternoon Brittany took self-care yeah this afternoon you did it you did it you did it well and 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 my therapist has said that a lot of self-care is the actual ritual of doing it and not so much the exact item so she used mm -hmm. the example of tea Mm 
She's like, it's a process. So you like get everything ready to make the tea. You have to warm up the water. And she's like, those steps, checking off those steps to do the actual act of sitting down with a warm cup of tea, which is comforting in itself and sipping on tea. She's like, your brain is now telling you, okay, I have to get the water. I have to get Mm -hmm. the tea. I have to heat up the water. She's like, and you're not thinking about my baby's not here mm. or oh. this person said this to me today and it really set me off. She's like, cause now you're having to think about the steps to the thing that you want to do. Interesting. And that might have yeah. a lot to do with all of Exercise, the other self care. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's true, yeah. So like if your thing is baking, you're now thinking about all these steps to bake the item mm-hmm. versus you're checking or out. Or the di- my DIY, but pro- that's exactly yeah, that's exactly out. what I was doing. I did so many projects that that first six months, and mm-hmm. I just oh, I wish I was creative. So like I guess but you exercise. checking out, but in a checking out in a good way, mm-hmm. and not missing the rest of the world around you. Yeah, like mm-hmm. finding a. And my therapist would be so proud of me because like her <laughs> word is balance, and she laughs mm-hmm. every time she uses it because we eventually say it two, three times every time we talk. (laughs) But ultimately that is the goal Mm -hmm. is finding the balance, like eating the one cookie, not the sleeve of it, doing the project, but not missing the rest of your family, taking the nap, but not not sleeping the whole day, all day. Yeah. yeah. And and I wanted to touch on exercise one more time about how like you can like with exercise, it can become obsessive. And you know what I mean? And so when you just said balance, that's just what made me think. I, I feel like I was, I, I feel like I turned to exercise too, which was a good thing. I, I completely agree. You get endorphins, endorphins make you happy. You know, it's all, that is true. But when you start to look to exercise to be your only way of getting, of dealing of, yeah, it's going to, it can become an unhealthy Mm -hmm coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I thought about that was because as I was recovering from Lillian, it's exactly what I did. I would go and probably take an hour and a half workout session or run mm. because I was trying to lose weight because I wanted to get pregnant again and all of that. So I would run on all the evenings through that summer. In the summer? In yeah, Texas? in the summer. I know. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> like Self-torture. Yeah. yeah. So it, but there's a balance with that. And, and, and I will say like, even now, whenever I go through such hard times, exercise will be on the top of my list. Always. I think exercise not, doesn't have to be strenuous. It can be just a walk, obviously, but yeah. like the balance of making sure your exercise is in your day in a helpful way mm-hmm. is what will mm-hmm. change your, I like change your whole viewpoint of your day. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. It gets yeah. your body pumping, your yeah. blood going. Yeah. I, instantly feel better whether it's just a walk or a run right or a you know lifting my sad little weight <laughs> that I have at home my 10 pounders it's <laughs> not sad <laughs> so, so yeah okay and next next kind of idea that I wanted to discuss was how do you incorporate self-care with your partner Mm-hmm. So for me, I find that it's so important that Chris and I check in every day. And some days we're really great about it and a lot of days we're not. Mm-hmm. But I know in order for him to know how my day went, 
in terms of my sadness and my grief, it's so important for my soul. Yeah. And so if it's like right after we put the boys to bed or while we're preparing dinner and the boys are playing, Mm -hmm. it's just knowing that he understands me and he gets me on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So what do y'all do? Well, that's such a, I mean, it's constant communication, I think. And this is one of the things that for marriages, like you need self-care, your marriage needs self-care. Oh, yeah. And in I order like for you to do a whole nother podcast, right. but, <laughs> but in order for your marriage to have care, like yeah. self-care, you have to have a support system right. because mm-hmm. you can't, especially if you have living children around you, you can't just like go to have like a 30 minute conversation about what you need when mm-hmm. your kids are chirping at your ankles. Right. So I just, I think the routine of when Jeff and I, we had beautiful people coming to watch our kids once a week for the first six weeks. And Jeff and I would go either to try and get something to eat together or whatever. And I could share all of that with just him and I, and then he could share how, you know, it's not so much, it's just his reaction to, it's his reaction to what I need. Um, but that took, that, that takes extra support. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is not always available. Available. So yeah. I can't say, you know, I, I, when you're trying to, ex- when you're trying to explain yourself to your husband and trying to tell them what you need to me, it has just been practice. Like I mm-hmm. can just, mm-hmm. I can only, I can only practice telling Jeff how I'm feeling. And when it doesn't go well, if I don't think he understands me, it's like, okay, I just have to try a different way next time. But they, I think they just pick up on some of the things that mm, like giving you a, a Snickers snack. bar <laughs> in the car. Yeah. Like those, oh, yeah. those are learned habits. Like oh, those are learned things that our well, husbands do learn eventually. <laughs> and Justin and I go through these like ebbs and oh, flows, ups sure. and downs, sure. I think without loss that happens too, but definitely scheduled dates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always practical depending on mm-hmm. number of kids, age of kids, situation in your life. I will say that right after we lost Carter, we went on a trip and I had this, like a lot of people were telling us like, y'all need to get away. Like, mm-hmm whether it's like the day after y'all get home or a week after y'all get home, but like schedule something and do something. And I was like, that's so weird. Like people are going to be like, you went on vacation after your Mm -hmm. baby died, Mm -hmm. but it's actually more common than I thought. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, Yeah. we did too. And so we went to the beach. We went to South Padre. We didn't go anywhere crazy. We went to South Padre. Oh, look at you. You crazy crazy couples. (laughs) (laughs) And now we plug South Padre. No, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we went, yeah, we went to South Padre and it, I was like healing from a C-section. So it wasn't like I could get in the water or anything, but it was just yeah. the two of us away from the house, away from our lives. We didn't have to like mm-hmm. answer the sound of the beach is very soothing to me. Like I have a white noise machine mm-hmm. and so it's either white noise or waves. Like I can't do like the crickets or water yeah. dropping or anything like that. Um, but so your so trip was good. It was great. It was not, I mean, I use the word healing a lot and I feel like that might be misconstrued for like to get better, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but healing for me is more just having moments of peace. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Bringing yes. peace 
bringing peace to your heart. Yeah. I mean, that's just not constantly <laughs> feeling in turmoil or self-loathing, right. which is, I'm so glad that was great for you. And yeah. maybe I would have had the same experience if it was just Chris and I, but it was my parents. So my mom, my stepdad, my dad, my kids. Whoa. Yeah. And we yeah. stayed in this three bedroom, like penthouse apartment condo kind of thing. And it was Memorial Day weekend. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. wow, Brittany. And it, it was the worst of vacation. Yeah. Um, cause it was family, yes. families oh, on crack yeah. in my face. Oh, and right. then at like 9 PM it was party time. So oh, it was music DJ out by the pool and I couldn't seem to escape. Yeah. You did not have um, a soothing environment. Ours was very quiet. Like, yes. Which sounds went, ideal. That's I probably what you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you need. need a redo. <laughs> um, we went two weeks after and it was just the two of us. And we were in wow. like one of those townhomes or condos, you know, uh-huh. where it was like we had one neighbor on one side, but I think we're on the end cap. But it it was weird because it was in August, but it wasn't super busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really have to like plan anything. We just That's kind ideal. of yeah. hung mm-hmm. out on the beach one day and wow. then yeah, shopping. Yeah. I don't think we didn't go anywhere, though. We went on a staycation to the Houstonian. Oh, how nice. For a night. Yeah, Jeff had. And we're not plugging the Houstonian <laughs> at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> just a resort in Houston. Um but it was the same feeling of going, I guess it's just escaping your bubble and yeah, then just like not is. having to talk to anyone who knows what's Knew happened. What was going yeah. But at the same time, not having to talk to someone who didn't know, you know, that awkward yeah. feeling of like, I just wish you would just know that I'm hurting yeah. Yeah. without having to tell you there was no reason to talk to anyone. Exactly. And that was it. Like we didn't go anywhere where we had to say where we were from or who we were, or if we had kids or, cause that's the question, right? Like, Oh, do y'all have kids? And Mm. and it's like, mm -hmm. well, my second trip, cause I had her at the end of April. And so I had the whole summer off. My mom planned it. And, um, I invited, Five, which ended up turning into four long story um <laughs> holland's over there trying not to laugh because she knows the story it's a great story uh, it is a really great story um five friends came and then one left <laughs> on the second day because she went a little psycho anyways um <laughs> but it was my mom two of her great friends four of my one most wonderful friends in in july we went was it july it must have been july and we went to this tiny little island off of um, Mexico and we stayed in this house and it was the most beautiful trip because everyone knew what had happened. What had happened. And I felt I was in this like beautiful, safe bubble. So like if I wanted to go to the beach that day, we went and we drank and we had a great time. And then we would stand in the water drinking and I would cry my eyes out and everybody would hug me and I would get through that moment. So that was so comforting. It's a really beautiful picture to imagine too. Oh, it was wonderful. And then like two, you know, two of my friends that helped deliver her were there. And so I will never forget one of them was explaining to me like how she held Eden right Mm. after she came out. Mm. And so it was like just these really pretty beautiful moments between girls, between friends and I guess I was farther out from having her. So 
I wasn't so worried about the people around me because yeah. they, I felt like they were kind of keeping me in this like safe cocoon mm-hmm. bubble. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's whatever you need that mm-hmm. looks comforting to you. Mm-hmm. Is it the beach or the mountains or being mm-hmm. with people or not being with people? Mm-hmm. You know, you'll figure that out. Yeah. Well, and girl time in itself time. can be self care, you know, yeah. a girl's trip or just hanging out with your girlfriends. And we are going to do episodes for each of us on people who were our support people. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. 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 It's going to be a beautiful episode for each of us to just highlight that and to show mm-hmm. that your husband is your husband, yes, you know, sure. or your partner or whoever you're the father of your baby is, will never be replaced. But for you as a mom who lost something, your support system is going to be those close girlfriends yeah. to you. And, and it looks it's different be, from person, just like families all look different. Your support system is going to look different than my support person, uh, system looks different from Brittany and Anna's and and anybody in any situation. Yeah, for sure. So lean on them. Yeah. So any other self-care tips, tricks that have been important to y'all that you remember doing or Mm. well, pets, pets, Mm. oh, Holland, just lost Magnum, her sweet little 15-year-old chihuahua. yesterday. Yesterday. But I have that on here because he was, he was like my little, just like he curled up with, it's like, it's so strange. And I guess if you're not a pet person, because there are people out there that exist that don't understand, Mm -hmm. but like I, until I found or started spending time with Anna and Brittany, I never really felt understood Mm -hmm. except Magnum. Like he would just curl up next to me and it was like, I didn't have to say anything. He could feel that I was hurting and I needed just Mm -hmm. his comfort. Um, And and I've heard that about everyone who is close with their pets. Would you say that it was comforting that you had something physical, a physical, alive being to hold? Yes. Warm, small. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, And like, I think, and I may, someone who has watched Animal Planet may need to, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that Chihuahuas, like their whole, one of the things they're known for is to like curl up and warm their person. Like they're like, I didn't, I don't know. That was not on Animal Planet. I need to go go look that up. Maybe Chihuahuas are just known for being jerks (laughs) and biting people. (laughs) But that's interesting because Brittany, you, Brittany just got the cutest puppy. I did. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I guess it's been about maybe two months that we've had him. And I have been pushing my husband for, let's see, we lost our two dogs back to back. They both died of heart failure, a Doberman and a Dachshund. Oh, wow. Right. So So we had to put both of them down. Um, I guess Asher was maybe like 18 months less than two. So it's been over three years Mm -hmm. and I grew up with a dog and I knew that I wanted the boys to grow up with a dog. And so I've been pushing it and pushing it. And Chris is like, no, 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 no. I don't know how to tell you no in a different language. You're just not getting it. And I finally said it. And I was like, can we get a dog? I texted him. I was at work. And he was like, fine. And so, you know, the whole, it was like for the boys. Now it's totally my dog. And there's something about... 
holding him, yes. loving on him, that unconditional, like, well, lay with me Warm. at night. Yep. And I don't know if, if I would have felt differently with Eden Grace at home or yeah. m- maybe there's, it just takes up a little bit of love in your heart that yeah. you it just brings well, love to your heart. What, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, does, it just adds you know? a layer because that's what I was telling the girls when I got over here. I was like, this, like losing Magnum hurts so bad. And yesterday was not my worst day. My worst day will probably forever be the day that we yeah. lost Carter. But this hurt. This was bad this was hard. It was mm-hmm. one of the, one of the hardest things I've had to do. It was not yeah. the worst, but it was well, one of it the was hardest. your first baby. And he, whether it was a fur baby or not, took a chunk of my heart mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the vet yesterday and I said, how do people get another pet after this? Like, I don't know how I will ever be able. And it's so silly. I said that because mm hello like I lost Carter and it wasn't like I'm like how will I ever have a child and like yeah. look at you know like it's so but it takes weird. time like, it takes I knew time. it was like my brain went in like yeah. trip mode and it yeah. was like but it was and yeah I think you probably would still maybe you cherish it more maybe it adds like you said yeah. just a whole nother layer of love yeah. and comfort and something about an animal it's like yeah and that I I know I wanted to get a dog after Lillian died. I but I know ultimately I wanted to have another baby, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I was just craving so much. And Jeff was never gonna give it. <laughs> he was never like I even in that I don't even know. in that Chris gave in <laughs> even in that those moments Elf I was like over. I was like this is we just need we need it we need it and he was like you just want a baby like you just need to you know, but now I I totally see that a pet gives you just yeah. it, it just it gives you that love that, mm-hmm. that cuddle and I, I mean cuddles, yeah. when people talk about like emotional support animals I I believe it because mm-hmm. they don't they don't ever say anything that triggers you <laughs> right that they can truth. do some things that might yeah piss you off but <laughs> yeah. I would never say that Magnum ever did anything to trigger like my grief right yeah. like uh-huh. he only provided comfort in that time yeah um now when he would have an accident on the floor or like recently he was like losing his hearing and his sight so he would get under our feet and trip us up mm. and that was aggravating but he never was like um, he never did anything that I was like oh my gosh this makes me feel like grief and depression. So it was just like safe space being with him. He was. And he was so just comforting to like snuggle with him. I didn't like people touching me, but I didn't mind Magnum curled up nice to me. (laughs) Well, I loved how you said the safe space, Brittany, like that's, and that's what this whole episode was for is to just Mm -hmm. talk about how to build up your own safe space to create peace for you Mm -hmm. and for your family, Mm -hmm. but for you and for your, your sad heart, you know, your heart just needs a little, a little tender care. Well, and we can also outside of the podcast, we, we do have a newsletter. And if you go onto our website and sign up for the newsletter, um, I can send out or we can send out a newsletter that has just ideas of self care, Mm -hmm. um, things 
yeah. th- th- that's what Moha is about is like our experiences yeah. and what worked for us, what we would do differently. And I won't, you know, we don't have to put anything down just other than self-care tools. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is therapy. Like <gasps> I was about to say, yeah. you were reading like, my brain. I'm like, how did none of us say <laughs> our therapist? We, <laughs> we kept yeah. saying my therapist said, my therapist yeah. said, um, clearly <laughs> therapy is yeah. number one. So, and it is self-care. Sure. It is. Oh big. my goodness. Like it is it's important and whether it's you know once a month I mean it was very frequent in the beginning twice a week um I'm down to once every other month but even then like I feel like that's too much because oh I get anxiety thinking about Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. talking to Carrie once every week yeah Yeah. like I look forward to my Wednesdays because I'm like Mm -hmm. that is when I can just purge the last seven days of my life with her Mm -hmm. absolutely and And I think it's great too because the times where you don't I do have to say that I've been I feel like I've done a great job of reaching out when I definitely need to talk to somebody or unload Um, I'm just that kind of person like I need that relationship with friends and so I'm very forthcoming with how I'm feeling what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just work that way um but I definitely think that the therapist gives you just a totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. Would you say? And absolutely. An affirmation. Yes. yes. That's what they're, that's what they're oh, there for yeah. so that you know you're not going crazy. Oh, yeah. Like you think you might be it's, crazy to yeah. see a therapist, but no, they're that's there the opposite, to, to tell you that. The opposite. opposite. Yeah. 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 So shout out to our three therapists. Yes. <laughs> yes. And if you have any like. Send us your ideas. Yeah, I was going to say, send us your ideas. If there's anything we didn't touch on um, and it needs to be out in the universe, we will certainly add it to our list, to our newsletter. Go sign up for our newsletter, please, please, please. please. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you.